Hello, everyone. Welcome to our latest podcast. Today, I want to talk about growth 2021 style. I'm Janet Shines, CEO of the JS Group. And let's face it, growth and the expectation of growth has never been higher in the technology industry. However, that growth is coupled with a couple of things that we see happening. The first, of course, you would have to live under a rock not to know, is the supply chain issues that we're having as an industry. They're impacting projects from large to small and our ability to innovate. Now, look, this chip shortage won't last forever, but the industry is turning an eye towards other non-hardware reliant elements in the industry. And it's fascinating to watch because, you know, the pandemic plus digital transformation plus now being in a digital normal have led to all of us having a slightly different perspective about growth. Um, After all, it appears as if growth is almost there for the picking. More than 80% of channel partners recently surveyed said that they would be growing at a record rate in the next 12 to 24 months. Those that were pessimistic were more likely those who were ready to sell out or were uh, practicing a merger or an acquisition and knew that their growth might be impacted by that change in their business model. So if all systems are go for growth, Why would we have a podcast worrying about growth in 2021? Well, the thing is, while a high tide lifts all boats, it doesn't guarantee all the boats profit. And growth for growth's sake isn't exciting. Let's look at a couple of the pressure points that are currently on us in this growth environment in the tech industry. The first one, talent. There's almost a talent war out there, and it's not necessarily against our competitors. It's internal. The culture of, hey, we have ping pong and free food is no longer attracting tech talent in sales, in marketing, in services, in innovation, in R&D. None of this matters to people. Now people want to do something meaningful with an impact that's interesting and creative and fun. And oh, by the way, they want to do that remotely. We've made a decision. We, you know, we hope you got our change of address card, but as an industry, our talent has moved. It moved out to what's affectionately known now as the exurbs, right? It's, it's all about moving out to where you have open spaces and more freedom and getting away from the city and getting away from commutes to the office. So by virtue of where everyone moved in the industry, remote is just a logical outcome. However, when you think about doing meaningful, creative, growth-oriented work, that often happens in a pod of people. So we've got what I'm thinking of as this almost internal talent war that's impacting our growth. Can't find great people, too much competition for great people. And oh, by the way, the rules have changed for how you work with great people. And a lot of us in our industry, whether we're in the channel partner community, vendors, distributors, innovators, ISVs, hardware component, equipment manufacturers, doesn't matter. The talent wars are there. And again, our worst enemy is our own existing culture. And so each of us have to stand back and say, hey, how do we have a great place to work and have confident, um, excited, motivated teams that are results-oriented, that take pride in the growth and development of your firm, but that we also allow to be entrepreneurial in nature, driven and motivated to make their own path and thrive in a fast-paced, remote but results-driven environment. So that's the first impact to our growth is the talent plan. And as I meet with um, folks around the industry, 
I don't see anybody crafting talent plans. That's the first thing. We got to sit down, do the hard work. What talents do we need? How will we attain them? How will we retain them? And how does our culture need to shift bottoms up to support what is a brand new work environment? Because if you don't, you're going to be impacted by the real negativity in the talent wars today, which is the resignation culture. People leaving, not the employment, but the employer because of experience, because of, you know, a lack of uh, awareness, because of a lack of motivation, because of a lack of nurturing, because of a lack of diversity. These individuals who play a key role in our continued growth and are vital members of our team need to be inspired to want to stay. So that's the first thing I see impacting growth. The second thing I see impacting growth is really around the second layer of profitability, right? So if having the wrong talent impacts your profitability, um, so does pricing. What I see is a lot of confusion, particularly in the channel, about how things are going to be priced as the channel reaches over to have more services than products sold, to have more recurrent revenue than project-based, and to have more recurrent revenue that's variable, the pricing strategy needs to change. However, when I meet with vendors or channel partners, there still seems to be a margin plus markup conversation going on as opposed to the market and competitor conversation going on. And so I think this is a good year if we want to thrive in this fast paced growth, um, you know, all systems go environment to get passionate about pricing and having a pricing strategy that's more finite, that's more, uh, you know, of a scalpel and a little bit less of a knife and much more focused on having a framework that while we're doubling or or 20% upping our revenue, also make sure that the same thing is happening with our profit. We need to improve and then build this pricing process into everything we do as a leader in our company. Pricing and the analytical insights into what happens when you change prices, when you take certain actions, when you price differently, makes a big difference. And often we do not pull that lever hard enough. We need only to look at the carriers. And as you all know, I'm a former Verizon exec to see how effective pricing can be. The carriers use pricing as one of their biggest levers in the marketplace to acquire customers, to retain customers, to stop churn, um, to have a different profitable look via how they're doing it today. So take a step back, look at what your competitors are doing in pricing, look at what you're doing in pricing, and think about how you can interface with customers differently and use your pricing as an advantage while still making profit. If you're confused about it, Team at JS Group is always there to help you walk through and develop that pricing strategy, a critical element in your go-to-market. So what else do I see impacting how we're all going to market? Well, the third thing I think really comes down to the tools we're using. So as everyone knows, millennials and uh, Gen Zs are now the predominant members of the workforce and increasingly becoming so, and they use different tools. They're using tools that allow them to uh, understand when they actually make sales. So one great example is there's a software called Set Sale. 
And this software allows you to actually evaluate what really closed a sale. So using these AI uh, applications, they're really being very successful in, in coming out with new ways to get sales, right? So maybe it's not that you sent a proposal. Maybe it's that the finance person was on the proposal or was on a call. Maybe it's not that you went out and met with somebody, which is increasingly difficult now, but perhaps it's the amount of uh, connections that you had in common on LinkedIn. Or let's use another example, millennials and Gen Z's bringing these different preferences to our business. For example, you know, they're not really phone call people, they're text people, they're not email people, they're Slack people, and they use applications in a new way. So for example, they're now using Poised, there's an app called Poised, to get real-time feedback on their sales pitches. So Poised is an app that overlays as you're working on your UCAS platform of choice. And it tells you speed up, slow down. People aren't paying attention. There's been no comments. Um, try this. It's all about making them more effective. And so they're really starting to outmaneuver, right? Um, just by using these applications like Set Sail and Poise, others with their sales orientation. And so I think it's really important that we start to look at that um, and really understand the tools that um, the next generation is using, but also how we adapt and adopt those tools to help us get better, um, no matter what generation you are. And, and finally, when you start to think about this whole concept of profitable growth, you also need to drive towards ideal customers. Many times when things are growing, it's too easy to take all business, all comers, and then as things begin to soften up, which they always do, the cycle right now is forecasted for about 18 months from now for a softening, we have these customers that are not ideal. And they're, they're really a drain to us as a company. So this is a great time to go out and build a data-driven ideal customer profile, score and segment those customers and then discover new customers that more match your ideal customer profile while marking up the prices of and or terminating those customers who do not. When we don't work with our customers in the right manner, we truly hurt our business's profitability. Now, the final thing I will say is with all this growth, it might seem like you don't need marketing, but you have to focus on marketing to enable growth or you'll get the wrong growth. And quite frankly, right now in a digital normal, in a world where everything is normal and normal on digital, marketing is going to beat sales every single time. Why? Because the bottom line for demand is people are going digital or going home. Digital marketing is where people find us. 88% of people say, they look first online. 41% of channel partners last year said their customer came to them already knowing what solution they wanted in the B2B space. So when you start thinking about marketing, it is critical that you shift your focus, focus on digital marketing for the win. Now, this is not new news. This digital transformation has been happening. The pandemic, of course, sped it up, but we've been talking about this for more than a year. However, the progress that people are making in their digital strategy for digital marketing, particularly in the channel partner community, is not as robust as we need it to say. So let's use as an example, local search. 
So we know that people search first, 88%. We know that people trust what they see online that is not ad promoted, right? That is natural search more than they trust ads. And yet, how's your Google My Business game plan? So when we look at channel partners, and here I'm going to be talking to the vendors and the channel partners, because vendors, you ought to be investing in programs to help your partners and partners, you ought to be investing in local search. So local search is the number one way people find a provider for B2B technology solutions. Yet, 83% of partners are not optimized for local search. Remember, Google gives you a benefit for being near the customer because Google started as a consumer platform. And so 83% of partners not optimized for local search, despite 68% of partners being highly local in nature, is a mismatch. We also see weak websites where the domain authority of the website is under 50 on a scale of one to 100. You can do the math, that's not good. And as a result, less than 5% of partners are in the top three results for the very keywords listed most often on their websites for business right around their corner. And this is unacceptable. We have to go and drive digital SEO. You don't have to pay for ads. You just need to fix your website, have consistent content, and get social. Drive reviews. They aren't just for consumers anymore. Drive reviews on LinkedIn. Drive reviews on Google. Drive things that make you show up in natural search. This is really where our business is going. So look, to get to growth, you have to stay true to growing your business the right way. I'll close out by saying I would update my business and my marketing plan, including my pricing, promotion, and how I go out there digitally now. I'd work on my talent plan and I'd work really hard on making sure I worked the plan to win. Confused about how to get there? We're always happy to chat with you here at JS Group about your plans. We have a free consultation call anytime you want to see how you can get to fast growth in the new big. On behalf of the whole team at JS Group, this is Janet Shine, CEO. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more great lessons.